The following episode of Discussing Who is made possible thanks to the support of listeners like you. Become fans of the show by subscribing on iTunes, Player FM, and more. You're invited to join the conversation on Facebook and Twitter. Visit www.facebook.com slash discussing who and www.twitter.com slash discussing who. For more information about the show, visit discussingwho.com. This is episode 38. It's time to speculate the upcoming series of Doctor Who. The hosts have a lot to talk about. The first time you meet him, he's funny. The second time, he's amazing. The third time, you realize he's the most dangerous man in the universe. He says he's a man of peace, but he walks in war. I'm having the time of my life, and I wouldn't miss it for the world, even if it kills me. Welcome back, everyone. We are here once again. This, this is Discussing Who. We are in now episode number 38, and tonight we are going to be discussing Doctor Who, some speculation on what's coming up, what's going to be happening beginning April the 15th. So joining me tonight, I'm going to quote Louis Trapani and say, across what we call the Great Pond, we've got a very special co-host with us tonight. So welcome back, Mr. Dave Cooper. Hey, Dave. Hi, everyone. Good to be here, and uh, I'm very happy to join you guys, and uh, looking forward to it. Absolutely looking forward to it. I was looking up earlier, since this is 38, I wanted to see the last time you were on with us, other than Christmas, I'm not going to count Christmas, but was episode 11. So like I said, welcome back. Ah, ah now you missed the big story there. You kept going after I was on. Ah, <laughs> we'll see, there you go. Didn't there. close you down. Well, we had to, we had to uh, invite you back, so we had to keep going. So we knew that we had to invite you back, so we had to keep going and going, kind of like the little Energizer bunny. We had to keep going. Right. Mm. Totally forgot. Yeah, good. So speaking of uh, someone who's joining us also tonight, let's go back to the United States, and let's welcome back someone that's not been with us for a few episodes, Mr. Lee Shackelford. Hey, Lee. Hey, hey. Welcome back. Thank you. When you said hasn't been with you for a few episodes, I said, oh, that's probably me. That's you. Yep. That's you. So I know... It wasn't, wasn't going to be Clarence. Well, I know this. You've been working... This is what I call 10-minute season, which means you've been working, correct me if I'm wrong, on your 10-minute uh, festival of plays, Correct. Correct. In fact, uh, a performance of the festival is going on as we speak. So let so. me say thank you that you took your time away from that. So I know that 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 you know I noticed that whenever I saw your uh, ad that you put out for that, I was like, he's actually going to miss one of those. So thank you. Yeah. And you know what? It would not be a cast of discussing who without our other co-host, the gentleman who's been with me on every episode since episode number one, Clarence Brown. Hey, Clarence. Hey, guys. It's good to be on again. Absolutely. And it's nice to have a 
four, uh, well, you know, we would need six if it was a full TARDIS. But since, uh, you know, it's nice having four people on. That's kind of cool, especially since we're speculating Doctor Who. So yeah, let, I think you just pull, you just pulled a Louis Trapani. I think uh, you introduced everybody except. Uh, oh, exactly. <laughs> well, hey, uh, this is I, Kyle I Jones, and it, as it always, won't, it won't hurt to say it again. It, this is Kyle Jones, as always. I'm Lee Shackelford, as always. So, um, but we are we are talking Doctor Who, and I want to start by asking uh, something that Lee, I mean, excuse me, that Clarence and I have already talked about so i'm going to ask lee first then i'll ask uh dave the question is we know that um we're losing peter capaldi so lee what were your thoughts in finding that he had decided to exit stage 12 not stage left or exit you know exit doctor who what did you think i um got the news on facebook and my immediate response on the uh, my, my comment was no and um and then I have a friend who immediately put up this, um, uh, um, uh, what do you call it? It's a, uh, an infographic that you may have seen of the uh, the stages of Doctor Who fans accepting a new doctor. Um, <laughs> you know, where we go from grief to acceptance to, um, to no, this guy can't go. <laughs> do we just, you know, do the cycle all over again? And, you, of course, she's right, you know. So uh, we always do this. So, uh, so uh, Dave, what did you think and hearing of it and – what was the general perception in the UK of were people surprised? Were they in shock or what? Well, I am rather surprised, but um, it's actually been punctuated by these long hiatuses, really, because um, as as you know, we're, we're, we've gone from one Christmas special to another, and when we first saw uh, Peter Capaldi, New Kidneys. Um, that's from time the doctor which uh, was in the christmas period he didn't actually then turn up to deep breath until august of that year so we lost six months of him at the beginning we've virtually had a year out so from his first appearance in what december 13 Mm -hmm. to when he will be leaving us december uh, maybe we'll speculate and talk on about will he leave on the Christmas one or will they, they try and do a sneaky on us and have him leave uh, before that happens although something tells me and I don't know whether we're issuing any spoilers about I mean I know we're going to be speculating uh, some of the things that we may say may be official parts of what's already been released by the BBC others that people may have uh, noted and found and uh, and come across and then they turn out to be correct. But um, if what we've recently been led to believe with uh, this latest returning um, adversary, um, it looks like that's going to be right towards the end of Series 10. So it looks as though he's going to leave December 2017. So in four years, uh, we haven't had him for 18 months. So... I also feel as though he came into the the role a little bit like uh, Colin Baker did uh, with a long game plan. Um, and that is, uh, how long have we had uh, a doctor that's mm. ill at ease with himself? He's, um, you know, am I a good man? A lot of soul searching, a lot of uh, 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 contemplation of his own navel, as it were. 
Uh, and I've got a feeling that the way they're going to go in Series 10, they're going to let Rip, he's going to actually start to really enjoy being the Doctor again. He's going to, you know, have the full vitality of a man who, let's face it, is almost at the beginning of a whole new set of regenerations, maybe an unlimited set of regenerations, who is actually bursting with excitement and with this new companion, well, Nordle carrying him through from the two (laughs) Christmas stories, but mainly we're we're expecting, I think, that... um, uh, the 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 new companion will be the main companion, and 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 is in this transitional stage, uh, and and speaking as an old man, there's nothing like going on an adventure with a young lady and showing the world. It gives you that vitality in life again. <laughs> uh, yes, that's in my imagination, of course. But the whole point is, he, there he is. He's got a young, new person who, if you've seen the teaser trailers, is wide-eyed and uh, and lapping up uh, all the things that they've they've sort of teased us within that little trailer, maybe getting ahead of myself now, Um and you feel as though he's going to be invigorated by that. Reminds me of uh, some of the stories from Highlander where, you know, uh, the, the old jaded um, uh, people who are, are like uh, Duncan MacLeod and that, uh, they have a muse. And once they have a muse, um, that reinvigorates. They want to go out and take them to Paris. They want to go out and take them here. They want to show them the world. They want to show, in the Doctor's case, all of time and space. So I feel as though Series 10 should be a real blossoming of that. And as um, Lee will probably know, with all these dramatic skills and flair, just when life seems beautiful, that's when, um, you know, fate uh, sneaks <laughs> you sideways uh, so I'm expecting great things but I think it's going to be too soon I would have liked to not to get to where we had with the 10th Doctor where we had the uh, the, the Doctor Victorious where you almost felt well actually everybody knew they couldn't have done some of those stories without knowing that the Doctor's time was coming to an end because he was yeah. he was over the edge where I feel as though this doctor is really just getting comfortable in his new skin, uh, and he's got, as I say, a new companion uh, who we're not really to. Well, we've been teased with, but we're assuming we'll be with him for the whole of series ten, and maybe carry us over to the new uh, incarnation, the next doctor. I think um, I think there's an awful lot to think about, but. I think it's too soon. All right, so let me ask you, you know, let me ask you this, or let me make this comment, and then I want to direct this to Clarence, because this is going to go against uh, one of his favorite companions. So, um, (laughs) you know, I started watching uh, from deep breath forward a couple of weeks ago, and I'm trying to, you know, rewatch the, you know, uh, Series 8 and, you know, of course, Series 9 to lead up to get to series 10 and a i am noticing that i am enjoying these much more going back and watching them again than i did the first time but i'm wondering as i'm watching should clara have left at the end of series eight and if so would that have given him him being compaldi better opportunity or more range in exploring 
or did the did was he shadowed or overshadowed by is Clara leaving? No, she's staying. Is Clara leaving? No, she's staying. Oh, well, yes, now she's finally leaving, or now she is leaving. So, Clarence, I'll let you answer that. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, I don't think he was um, overshadowed by the thought, but I do think that, um, like Dave just said, having a fresh set of eyes or uh, a reinvigoration to... Um, his character by going on or by going on new adventures or making at least making the adventures seem new again by having somebody new um, could have very well changed the outlook of, of what we think of him at this point. Uh, I really think that's true. I mean, although I loved Clara <laughs> and, and still do, I just think that um, having fresh blood um can can allow him to see the world through a, through a new set of eyes is that character can be the surrogate for the audience to discover new things and, and go on different adventures. Uh, even though we're going to, you know, it's like whenever you get a new, new companion, you're going to rehash some of the old things. But, you know, you need to turn that over once in a while to, to keep the audience engaged. Any, any thoughts from you, Lee? Yeah, I, I'm on on board with uh, with all of that completely, and uh, uh, it it has always been the secret of the show. The uh, however accidentally discovered, it's the genius of Doctor Who, isn't it? That True. Um, just just when things started settling down, then we stir the pot up and. <laughs> and Dave, I accidentally t- talked over you, and I just did it oh. again. So go for it. Yeah, you have to excuse me. I get I get a bit excited, you know. I get a bit excited. Um, <laughs> Um, I, I I was going to say, Kyle, I thought that actually Clara left for you. And the reason I say that is uh, it was a, uh, there was a need for her to leave so that they could bring full circle uh, the River Song story. Uh, oh, I knew that's where yeah. you were going. <laughs> <laughs> and um, That's a really Cla- good point. Yeah. With Clara there, they couldn't have explored uh, and had that completion of that and i think especially since uh, you know Stephen moffat was going uh, we know he's carried things over from season to season he must have felt you know uh, they keep telling me i'm leaving loose ends all over the place i have to i mean one of the main planks of his whole um uniqueness uh, and, and and there's no doubt about it that river song is a a somewhat no, I'm not going to say somewhat unique. I, I get annoyed when people do that. It's a unique companion uh, with her, you know, traveling and uh, meeting him in, in the opposite direction. And that had to be brought to a very satisfactory, and I think it was brought to a very satisfactory 24 uh, uh, year uh, climax. And um, what a night! Uh, they couldn't have had Clara there and still get the meaning and the depth of that. Uh, and that was even carried over to the uh, the Mysterio Christmas episode where, and I think I, 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 th- I thought Nordle really was there just to deliver that little soliloquy at the end um, that, that, that underpinned and made and made maybe casual watchers of Doctor Who realise the sheer impact that River Song had had. Everything the tenth Doctor said. Good point. Why would I tell why would I tell you my name? There's only one time I'd ever tell you my name. 
and uh, I would have thought that, that that you may have understood that Clara had to leave just to make that story uh, become his prime his prime uh, love interest, I suppose. Perfect. I'm all for it. Anything I will sacrifice any companion except uh, <laughs> uh, for whoever you know. Except you know, if if, if Elizabeth Sladen were still living, uh, she would be my <laughs> exception. However, I would sacrifice any companion for more River Song. Just just uh. putting it out there. <laughs> just putting it out there. Who's so out? so let's. Uh, I, I want to mention something um, before we get into which we kind of uh, already are. But uh, I do want to uh, make reference to this is, even though it won't go out on the 6th, this is our uh, quote-unquote one-year anniversary episode. So um, thank you, everyone who has listened and who continues to listen. We very much appreciate it. So on behalf of all of us, thank you very much. And since this was your – I think of this as being your baby, so I congratulate you. You have a a (laughs) one-year-old. Well, cool. Well, th- well, thank you. This, uh, you know, I, I'll admit, I could not and would not have done this without you two guys and uh, and Dave. You know, your support on Podshock, on Cultum, and you know, agreeing to come on here. I, I could not do this sitting here talking to myself. That would be scary. So, <laughs> and you know, I will say, I will say this, and I may insert this after, uh, you know, we we go forward. Uh, I tried to do, and I just didn't like the voice. What I was actually going to do and just post it and not tell anybody was uh, take a computer voice and modify it a little bit and have that be the host, but I never could get the voice right. So I may insert some of her voice and uh, as a clip uh, just probably about now. Welcome to this, the first anniversary episode of the Discussing Who podcast. Again. My name is Victoria. I would like to thank Clarence, Kyle, and Lee for allowing me this opportunity. You may recognize my voice from the opening of episode number 37. Unfortunately, Lee was unable to join, but you heard this from me first. My sources tell me that he was hard at work on upcoming episodes of the Relativity Podcast. If you've not heard the first few episodes, let me tell you, they are fantastic. But I have to disagree with Kyle and agree with Clarence, I'm really enjoying the Christopher Mason character, of course, no offense to the talents of Miss Jordan as Susan, or was it Sophia, oh dear, I can't recall. The hosts have not chosen the content to feature on this episode, instead, all clips are chosen, completely, by me. Welcome back, one episode that has been referenced many Many times since originally recording was episode 5, a review of the movie, Superman vs. Batman, Dawn of Justice. Let me be clear, Clarence is totally off his proverbial rocker to say this movie was anywhere, close, to being a hit, let alone, something worth having the first theater appearance of Wonder Woman, the portrayal of Batman as some crazed, one-minded vigilante who was hell-bent on killing Superman, this was utterly poor and incoherent writing and, directing, the Martha moment, need I say more, dawn of boredom, indeed. Oh, are we back, sorry, just, thinking about that movie practically put me to sleep, maybe Zack Snyder can get a job working for NyQuil, I'm, just, saying. In the meantime, I think it would be appropriate to say, we are, out, 
All right, so there we go. There, there was the voice that I inserted, and that's what uh, would have been our um, anniversary issue or episode if I had done that. But I didn't. I'd much rather be talking to you guys. So there we go. And now people are either thinking, well, why didn't he do that? Or, boy, why didn't he do that? <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or why did the guys uh, react? They must have been very impressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, All struck. And, and considering uh, what they just said, for anybody that did listen, I d- uh, did that in post-production. So the clip you just listened to was inserted, <laughs> and I gave them a five-second pause just for dramatic um dramatic pause but it also gave me a point to where i know where to insert it there you go exactly (laughs) all right right, so i want to ask this someone put into uh our news section and whoever did this you know take this because tell me tell us about this something called humble bundle oh this is awesome okay so tell us uh, what this is i put that i put that in um one of the guys in, in in our uh page on facebook carl uh put it up humble bundles come out uh, every now and again and um this particular one seemed to be worth mentioning because it's uh, time is running out as it says um you pay what you want with a humble bundle that's the thing i don't know whether the the link will be somewhere provided on the discussing who page at some point yeah i'll put it up right so uh, uh there's up to 410 dollars worth of audio books um there's um well it, it gives this dot two shadow of death dot two vengeance of the stones babble sphere smoke and mirrors all sorts of things there uh, but basically the idea is it's an, an honor payment system uh, and there are some suggested price um pay eight dollars to unlock uh some stories uh seven stories there pay fifteen dollars to unlock uh some torchwood stories including um other things from doctor who like the doctor who churchill years um and lots of things and this of course is all in conjunction with big finish cool very cool uh, i'm i'm looking through it right now and i'm curious to know if the diary of river song <laughs> is one of them <laughs> Yeah. One track mind. One track mind. <laughs> Absolutely. You, you would yeah, say, th- th- go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say this is really awesome. Like Honda Bundle is kind of made popular from uh, video games. So you see older video games come out on Humble Bundle, and they'll have a, you know, pay what you want, and they have a different tier if you want to get, you know, a little bit more, or uh, you pay this price to get the whole bundle. So this is they've kind of branched off into other things. And I didn't even know this was available, so this is cool to see. And I, I'm definitely going to be picking up this myself because uh, it's kind of awesome to get all that audio. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, before we move on, I want to uh, let uh, Lee mention this n- next part. Um uh, has to do with the Weeping Angels of Old. So take it away. And that I'm was... The, you, that that was you that was putting the weeping angel right yes that that was me typing on our our, our google doc there uh yeah because this is too good to pass up this news just broke today and and probably by the time uh who fans uh, uh hear this episode they, they know all about this but i'll just this is the press release as it came out if the files released by wikileaks detailing hacking tools used <laughs> by the cia are true then someone at the intelligence agency must be a doctor who fan 
On Tuesday, WikiLeaks published thousands of documents detailing the techniques used by the CIA to hack gadgets, including iPhones, Android devices, and even Samsung smart TVs, including a technique called Weeping Angel, which places Samsung smart TVs in a fake off mode so that the owner falsely believes the TV is off when it is actually on, according to WikiLeaks. Any recorded audio could then be transferred to a covert CIA server according to WikiLeaks. And yeah. whoever wrote that hack has named it Weeping Angel. So they watched Series 5, Episode, I think, 4, which would be uh, uh, um, the Time of Angels or either Flesh and Stone, I think, was an, one of those two that had uh, the angel in the TV. That's what I was thinking, too. That must be that moment of inspiration ah. when they said... Yeah. And that goes all the way back to Series 5? Yep. That was wow. actually when uh, Amy, no, uh, to her knowledge, first met River. Right. Yeah. And that, that was when we hmm. first found out also that an image of an angel beca- could be, become an angel. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, just, just on that hacking story, uh, actually some of that, not, not, not what was actually being done with it, but there was some speculation. I mean, I've got a Samsung... Uh, TV, but when, when a couple of years ago, when I was thinking about getting one, what had started to happen with some TVs um, because of uh, having like um, uh, a web browser on them and so on, uh, and people uh, at that point, Skype was really taking off. Well, perhaps it obviously this was designed four years ago and came onto the market two years ago. Um, TVs, smart TVs, were having built in. Uh, web cameras uh, and the Samsung one had a, a really nice one where you'd press on the top and the camera would flip up and in, into play but as many people will know with the internet of things uh, things can be switched on and in actual fact with webcams uh, you think well it's alright a little red light comes on but 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 these people now <laughs> to program it so that it's on but the little red light doesn't come on uh, and what was now has been revealed and this Lee's quite right, this, this is new information, is that um, when it goes into this pseudo-off mode, the, the webcam uh, microphone is still recording. Next time the, uh, the person does anything on their smart TV that's web-related and it gets a Wi-Fi signal, uh, whatever it's, it, it's stored, then could, I will say, allegedly uh, be uploaded. <laughs> right. Wow. Which is scary in a way. Well, not scary in a way, scary in every way. So. Yeah. What, what's the way in which that isn't scary? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, all I can say is just don't blink whenever don't you have blink. your TV on, and then you'll be fine. <laughs> that, that, you know, that's sort of like uh, antivirus. When you're watching your TV, just don't blink. <laughs> All right, that was really corny joke. So anyway, <laughs> so since it was so corny, let's get back to uh, speculation for Series 10. And let's start with the other uh, hot off the presses news, which is not only are the Cybermen returning, but the original Mondazian Cybermen are returning. So the original Cybermen Cybermen are returning. So I remember you guys talking about this before um, 
saying that these are not the alternate universe Cybermen? Uh, right. Not Cybers. No, not Cybers. Not world. Right. So, so what was yeah. your question, uh, Clarence? No, I was just going to say, could someone reiterate or re-explain that? Because <laughs> it kind of all just melded together to me. So <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people don't really know what the difference is when That's they say original. Yeah. All right. So when Doctor Who came back in 2005, and why our, uh, Russell Davies uh, decided to do this, I have no idea. But the Cybermen got a sort of, well, not sort of, they did get a new origin in the series, giving that they were an alternate world, Pete's world, or the Cybus Industries version of the Cybermen. In the traditional Doctor Who uh, universe, so to speak, the uh, original Cybermen were from a city, or not a city, a planet called Mondas, M-O-N-D-A-S. And those are the ones who talked like this and had a sock on their face. And that <laughs> was how they looked originally. Um, because they are essentially the Borg. That, yes, that they the will assimilate you. You are yeah. correct. They're going around taking people and making them into Cybermen. And, um, and what we saw first, were their appearance was more human there were there were more organic parts there and um yeah but we keep doing the voice and there were there were sort of two versions of the voice there was a kind of a vocoder a, a voter voice yep that was just we are the cybermen that was the, the second time song. right yeah uh, i was thinking it's the other way around oh okay but i think to make to give it some uh, variety then they started doing the sing-songy thing but uh but anyway, but I interrupted. It's a, it's a good dissertation. Go on. Please, no, 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 no. That's that, that that's pretty much it. Uh, because the the uh, the biggest, in my opinion, uh, you guys tell me if you disagree. But the biggest thing for me with the Cybermen has always been they came about during the tenth planet. That was the first place that we ever or you know saw them air uh, in Doctor Who, which ironically is the um, you know, swan song of William Hartnell. So, um, you know, uh, Dave, um, you are, uh, Lee, feel free to fill in any blanks that I missed. Well, obviously Mondas, uh, and, and the reason why the, 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 the first appearance of them was called the 10th planet was because Mondas was, and don't forget, this is when Pluto was still classed as the ninth planet, um, so you've got to bear that in mind. And it was supposed to be a twin Earth, upside down, uh, the continents upside down. And uh, they were supposed to be from there, but they developed, uh, you know, many centuries before, something like 7,000 or 75,000 BC, according to Earth's timetable. And they, at this point, depleted uh, a lot of the resources of their own planet. And the idea in the 10th planet, without giving the whole story away, um, you can get it in. It was one of the first um, uh, books that came out. By the way, um, Jerry Davis wrote the uh, the uh, the uh, the version you can get in print. Uh, but basically, the idea was they were going to uh, suck from Earth its um, all the things that they they now needed. Uh, and obviously, this planet was called Mondas. Um, 
I did for you guys put a little uh, link to a, a little uh, graphic that gives the early stages because um, uh, th there was a divergence between the ones in the 10 planet to the ones that turned up in the, uh, the invasion, uh, wheel in space. Uh, the ones that were in wheel in space then turned up in moon base uh, and that led all the way to Tomb of the Cybermen, which was on the planet Telos. Uh, and and people then think, well, you know, did the were the Cybermen from Telos or were they from Mondas? Mm -hmm. But the idea is that um, we believe from the the early story, Mondas actually left our solar system and travelled through the the galaxy, and at some point came into proximity with Telos, uh, and that's where this sort of uh, you know, let, let's leave some Cybermen here as sort of uh, backup, <laughs> a backup supplier or something. I don't know what mm -hmm. it was. Yeah. But um, th then the, a little bit like, um, and the, the complication of Daleks is even worse with the, with all the different fractions of Dalek. But, of course, one of the things about um, the Cybermen that's made the most interesting is with them being more human-like, as Lee said at the beginning, you know, bipedal and so on. Um, and they've slowly evolved. Uh, also, very from early on, we, we got um, uh, from that where they have time travel. So uh, that also will play in, I would think, in their appearance in season 10 because people say, well, how can we have them? They're, they've already developed. But but we do know that, the, the you know, the Doctor can meet these uh, people at different stages. You've only got to think yeah. about um, Salorians. Oh, you've only got to think about... Um, um, well, any of the different races, really. Um, but um, uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, and and then after the tomb, there was a split again between the the uh, Cybermen that you saw in the Five Dot stories, mm -hmm. and the ones, the fatal ones that led to Adric's death in Earthshock. Yep. Oh, spoiler! Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, did Adric die? I didn't know that. <laughs> A lot of arguments about would it have made any difference if Adric had been saved, of course, because the ship was still crashed. That's but true. There you go. Um, so it's very complicated. I mean, uh, I, I don't. If Clarence is satisfied with that, I think I'll stop there. <laughs> no, no, that's great. That's no, great. gorged, but, gorged but, on it. Yeah. But I will. Uh, but, but I'm going to add one other thing to it: the changing of the voice. Uh, was due to the first divergence. Go with that. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, that was two different versions of Cybermen. And that is why they talk differently. So, they, so are, are fans mostly hmm. um, mad about the changes that were made versus, uh, you know, what was in the past and what we got now? Because it seems like maybe they just tried to make them more modern. Uh, yeah. Which, if you think about something like the Daleks, they they pretty much didn't change anything, and and the Daleks can come across as kind of cheesy if you if you really think about mm -hmm. it. So, I mean, maybe it was just a step they made to try to make it more modern for for this generation of uh, Doctor Who fans. Yeah, absolutely. the 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 uh, the, the alternate universe uh, Cybermen are uh, more menacing in a lot of ways, uh, and. And they make a better toy, I think, which surely was on somebody's mind. They they, they, um, they they hold more bubble bath liquid yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but you know, one of the things that always intrigued me about the the original series Cybermen is that 
um, for all the reasons we were talking about, all the all the story reasons, their appearance was slightly different. Um, and if you sort of run a line through them, they become radically different. They change a lot over over you know uh, 20, thirty years. Exactly. Uh, and, and so that I think that's kind of fun too. That uh, because yeah. the whole idea is that they're they're sort of scavenging and upgrading and. Um, you know, so naturally they, they, you know, every time we see them, this would be, you know, Mark, the Mark 15 Cyberman. Yeah. Um, yeah. And let me, let me add one other thing. When we were talking about Pete's world versus the traditional Cybermen, my understanding is all the Cybermen appearances after a good man goes to war. And that's where we find out, you know, who is River Song, in that particular episode, we see Rory at the beginning with Cybermen. And any mm-hmm. appearance after that, my understanding is those are the traditional Mondazian uh, yeah. you know, Cybermen, not the Pete's world. Because they lost the the C, the C on yeah. their chest, right, for Cybus Industries. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, you, I think you called it a new origin story, but actually it's a it's a parallel origin. Yeah, because, a very good point. Uh, very uh, good point. The, the Mondasian Cybermen didn't go away. They, in fact, we saw the head of one in the, the collection in Dalek, and uh, then when they're in the other universe in Pete's world, uh, the Doctor catches on to what's happening. He says, "My God, they're making Cybermen." Yep, a good so, point. He, so he already knows. So yeah, good, good, very good point. Very, very good point. So now yeah. our universe has those Cybermen, and we've always had the Mondasian. So yeah, now. But yeah, now apparently they're indistinguishable. But what we're going to see, and why classic Who fans like us are are all in a swivet about this, is because what we're going to see is looks like the ones from the first time we saw them from Tenth Planet. All right, uh, so I'm going to make a speculation here. I'm going to speculate that we will see both. Hmm, Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. I'm so, so I'm going to speculate that something just tells me that 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 that. That, write it down. Yeah, write it down. Saying it here, saying it now. We're going to see both. <laughs> You're on tape. Well, and and I think the thing that people are uh, that I'm already starting to see people in social media say is that um, uh, we we were imagining a line being drawn between them being effectively uh, re- responsible for the death of the first Doctor. That that's also going to be how we're going to wind up Peter Capaldi's story too. That he's actually going to be somehow killed by the. Uh, the original Cybermen. Yep. Uh, and of course, the, the, the Cybermen are Peter Capaldi's favorite uh, villain. Uh, oh. He's been on record of saying that. Oh, so, basic, so basically, Stephen Moffat has given him a, a sending off gift, one would assume. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not too sure. I mean, it, it may well be that there are two different types of Cybermen in the story because it, they've revealed an awful lot if that's all there is to be revealed. So it would it would make sense, uh, Kyle, that they've got something in reserve, another twist to the tale. Uh, the other thing, I, I mean, I think it's it's great that we've had the uh, the Cybermen evolve. I think they went a little bit too far with, uh, was it Dines and the... Dancers and Spaceship, where we had them sort of doing the sort of uh, Matrix time movement where they suddenly could speed. Uh, and then I'm still not quite sure of the, um, you know, the fact that they could have shields, you know, um, uh, four shields around their body. Mm. I think some of that was because of the earlier story that we had in Dalek, uh, if you remember that with the Ninth Doctor, where um, 
I think that, I'm right, that's true. But basically where one Dalek says it doesn't matter if there's a thousand Cybermen, one Dalek can take on a thousand Cybermen. And I think there was a little bit of a feeling as though um, uh, the Cybermen had to be sort of um, beefed Inferior. up a little bit. Yeah. Great. All right, so, so let me ask this question. I'm going to move us on into the next one. And Clarence, I'm going to point this question to you. We know that when, um, and we, we've kind of mentioned this a little bit previously uh, with David Tennant, but with, when Tennant left, we knew that Tennant was leaving, and they wrote it into with the He Will Knock Four Times, and you had this ongoing mystery. I know that Capaldi's announcement that he was leaving has just happened. However, my speculation of where I want you to take this is, did he ha- already make that decision, and they're just now revealing that and if so do you think there will be hints to the regeneration before the christmas episode do you think they'll you know give let you know that his time as the doctor is about to end what do you think well i mean i i think if we start to see hints throughout the season or series that he's leaving I mean, it could be some stuff that they, that they just threw in at the last minute, but it seems like it would be something that he planned at least some time out, you know, because they have to write these stories and get them in production and, of course, shooting. So, you know, he just made the announcement. So maybe it's something he was thinking about for a while. Uh, I would hate to see him leave because a new showrunner is coming on uh i really would hate that be the reason that he's he's leaving the show but uh you know you know if it's anything like the the other regenerations we've seen recently i think you will see some hints maybe it's going to be later toward the, the later episodes of the series but i, I definitely think you'll see some stuff i um, leave what, what do about- you think uh no i, th- I think you're exactly right all right, cool. Uh, Dave, what, do you, what say you? I think it'll be more in his attitude, as I, I think I said earlier, that basically, you know, he'll be, he'll make some throwaway phrases like, oh, I enjoyed this, I'd forgotten how good it is. And, uh, <laughs> it's going to be oh, so oh, sad. It's going to be, he's going to be so invigorated and joy and, uh, uh, and almost not maniac, you know, sort of, you know, wait till I say to you to the your singing sands of here and the uh, and the the grey waves of that and the the burnt orange of skies of here and all that and um, you know so much to do so you know uh, as though he's got you know a hundred years of stuff to show her uh, yeah and yeah. the crushing blow will come at that point yeah yeah I, I I really think that you know with the with the new energy coming in. I have a feeling this season, any from like the trailer we've seen, it seems very upbeat and exciting. I would just hate for it to be a very great, upbeat, you know, uh, see Capaldi in his truest form and then to know he's leaving is just going to be crushing. So I I don't know. It seems like it's going to be a very sad season for me. You, you know, I'm I'm curious, and I was just sitting here thinking while you guys were talking, and I was reflecting back on, you know, I'm taking the most current doctors, you know, 2005 forward, and with, uh, you know, of course, with um, Eccleston, it was pretty much, you didn't, you know, we already knew because there was a delay that he had left, but 
it wasn't a buildup with him. Now, with Tennant, there was a great buildup. Even with Matt Smith, there was a little bit of buildup in that Christmas episode. You know, it was nothing but building up to the regeneration. I think it would be really cool if they wrote it, it, whether it's the last episode of this series or if they wait to Christmas you don't expect a regeneration's coming. You know, there's no foreshadowing, nothing, except something happens, he gets hurt and regenerates. And then, you know, it's totally, you know, shocking and whatever. Because I think that would take you back as a viewer to the time before the Internet, the time before spoilers and all that, where you just were watching and it was like you never knew when the Doctor was going to change. So... Yeah, but it's funny. Even though we had the foreshadowing with uh, with um, uh, Matt Smith, you know, I think we we kind of knew a, a long time before his happened that that it was coming. Uh, but then David Tennant, even though I knew it was coming, even that last episode when he, you know, he, he got a dose with the poison or whatever, and then that was it. I was still shocked because I didn't expect it to happen like that, you know. So. So it might be a case of, you know, we know it's coming, but the fashion way, the fashion that which it happens it will be kind of shocking to us and surprising. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that's what we get. All right. Good deal. Well, anybody else have anything on the regeneration before I go into our next one? Well, um, I mean, I, I don't suppose we're actually going to at this point speculate what type of doctor will replace him. But I mean, no, we can. Uh, if if anybody wants to, let's go for it. This is speculation. So what? So so take that one, Dave. Uh, what's your speculation on the next doctor? Well, well, I'm actually very relieved with what Chris Chibnall has reportedly said that there will be no stunt casting. Now that doesn't mean that. It won't be a woman or it won't be a black actor. It won't be uh, somebody uh, of another ethnic group or whatever. Um, But I'm glad he's saying that it won't be stunt casting. It won't be the only, you know, they won't cast somebody simply because of that reason. He will be casting somebody um, that, that he, that fits in with his way that he wants to take it. I mean, um, with, um, uh, with Stephen Moffat the thing that has just taken the series down a little bit for me has been all the fairy tale element when I'm I'm really more of a science fiction sort of guy uh, now if Chris Chibnall's more let's say you know less less sci- uh, fairy tale or whatever so he's not going to have a Melda Thornton or whatever it's just called uh, play the Doctor um, he, he's going to go with somebody that fits that I mean, I don't think he's going to have necessarily somebody who's sort of, uh, you know, going to be coming out uh, as a uh, a leading man in the sort of, um, you know, doing his own stunt type things. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think I think Christian Null is somebody I'm quite relying on to pick um, a, a change, but not necessarily a complete, you know, 180 or 90 degree turn about all right so i'm gonna actually uh we've i've got for anybody listening i've got i'm looking at a spreadsheet that has all of our questions that we're going over so if you hear me say i'm going to switch kind of take that into context i'm going to actually switch one of our questions around and based on what dave just said i want to switch it and point this one to lee 
with with Moffat wrapping up this uh, series, and and we've talked about uh, just then how Moffat, and I agree with that, it does have a more fairy tale feel to it. And from watching Torchwood, I know, and even Broadchurch, you know, I know that Chibnall has more of a reality based. So, from your perspective of creating stuff, are you? What do you think Moffat's going to do? Where, what direction is he going to do? And what would your initial thoughts be about what Chibnall may do in contrast? Yeah, I've been assuming that the Chris Chibnall Doctor Who is going to be uh, uh, dark. Uh, that's, I mean, uh, at least that's consistent with the rest of his work. And I have to think that he's been named as showrunner on the strength of that. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, I and I, I would, I would welcome that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with David. I really, uh, have always cherished the, the science fiction aspects of, of Dr. Who, uh, you know, in its whimsy, you know, I, I love its whimsy, <laughs> but that doesn't mean fairy tales. Um, we were just talking about the Cybermen and I was just thinking about, um, the, the Cyberman story with James Corden, where he, uh, the power of love causes him to shatter his Cyberman armor and he you know, climbs out and, and I was sitting on the sofa rolling my eyes and saying, I do love this show. I do, really. I just... <laughs> but it was, it was Cyberman karaoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all for, you know, the power of love saves the day. But that was just silly. And I... <laughs> that was, that was a, a, a bridge too far for me. Um but so, so I think I, I, I think maybe we're going to have less silly. Maybe we're going to maybe this is going to be a year trying to sort of dovetail into uh, what may be a, a, a more serious, darker Doctor Who. I would uh, you have said wonder. that um, with RTD, uh, Russell T. Davies, was his more closer to Chibnall in your opinion or closer to Moffat? Well, um we, I just mentioned uh, the story Dalek a few minutes ago, and I was right. thinking that was that was one of the very first um, Doctor Who's that we saw in the in the uh, regenerated series, and uh, boy, did that take Dalek seriously uh, in a way that I think the series never had before. Uh, we saw a Dalek suffer. We saw a, a, a human from Earth uh, show them compassion, and of course, turns out that's exactly the wrong thing to do, but. Um, we saw the doctor being tortured for God's sake. It, um, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was one, that was, that was one of the episodes that made me say, okay, this is not, uh, this, this may not be a show for the whole family anymore. True. Um, it, it is, but you know, yeah, but, but no, I get your point. I get your yeah, point. Um, so Clarence, I know you were a big fan of Torchwood. So what are you, what, what are you expecting from Chibnall? Um, I think Torchwood allows for a lot of things you would never see in Doctor Who. So I could definitely see why that is darker and it can live as something that's much darker than Doctor Who. Um, by the same token, I don't I, I, would, I, I think I could deal with it being darker in tone. But I still wanted to have upbeat elements. I don't want it to be the the Batman v Superman of Doctor Who. <laughs> you know, I, I still want I want fun, but I don't want the guitar and I don't want the sonic uh, sunglasses. <laughs> you know, if we can just strike a happy medium of, of some dark elements, but still bring fun but not cheesiness to the character, I would I, I would definitely love that. 
All right, good deal. Well, I'm going to I'm going to point. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I was say, Kyle, we don't we want to know what you think. No, uh, you know, uh, well, actually, good. Um, I, I had forgotten. I had not given my own thought. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, you, you. You know, I I really liked uh, Russell T. Davies' uh, feel. I liked the whole uh, era of you know the Tenth Doctor. I, now I find myself quoting more the Eleventh Doctor's quotes than I did the Tenth Doctor. So there was obviously something that Moffat did that uh, that. You know, I liked uh, River Song, but um, you know, I, I'm I'm I am ready for a change. I'm ready for something, uh, whatever this something's going to be. I'm I'm ready for it. Um, what I, I am also ready for this is segueing us into this next one is to be able to say something nice again, and we all know what that <laughs> means. So I'm going to point this back to Dave. Dave, Missy's back. We know she's back. That's not a spoiler. There's been on BBC, you know, Doctor Who official page of her painting something blue. So, what are your thoughts of having Missy back? Um, well, this feeds a little bit into this uh, possible choice of Chibnall and all this call for it's time for a female Doctor. Because I don't think you can have a female Doctor while you've got a female Master. Uh, unless we're going even further onto the island of Lesbos than I thought, but other than that... Um, <laughs> Good one. Uh, oh, yeah, the, the, the something blue she was painting means she's getting married. So, yeah. right, right. <laughs> so um, <laughs> all, all, all I think in that um, I actually quite like her turning up, but, you know, if 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 we have a more serious master rather than a whimsical master, which I think she's been, she's, she's been, don't get me where she can turn on a dime and she can suddenly, you know, show a, a vindictive streak and so on. But in a way, I, I would rather some change be, uh, and she'd be really a very uh, serious uh, character uh, again. And, Wait for Lee, he's going to jump in here. If we want a little bit of whimsy, we'll have the meddling monk come back, or somebody like him, and he can provide uh, the, 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 the sort of mischievous, messing around with time episode that, that can just bring a little levity now and again that um, Clarence wants as well. Uh, and so I think the conundrum is, do can you have a... And I'm not saying I want a, a female doctor, but I think Chibnall... Is is the the one thing he's going to have? He's going to have uh, Bill, isn't he? The the companion. Right. Uh, Nordle mm-hmm. may not still be there, uh, and he's going to have a female master. So, if you assume, uh, uh, and I think you guys are right, his his way of going will be less fairy tale and uh, a little bit more sci fi and so on. I think that sort of doesn't paint him into a corner. But it reduces his options somewhat. So, uh, Missy can stay if the <laughs> if if the doctor stays a male doctor. So, how do we see uh, Missy returning? You know, the last time we see her, she he is furious, heaving the doctor is fear infuriated by the fact that she tries to convince him to uh, kill Clara, who is. Uh, 
a little bit of irony here, inside encased inside a Dalek, saying mercy, which go back to uh, the Pandorica opens and the Big Bang in season five, and you'll hear Dalek say mercy again. But, um, you know, so he's, and, and he leaves her on Scaro. So, Clarence, how do you think she escapes and brings herself to uh, wherever she's going to show up uh, in series 10? Oh, man, I think I might pass on this one because, honestly, I haven't thought of Missy since I seen her on the screen the last time until you bring her up. Cause I'm not really a fan, so I don't, I don't think I can answer right, this so one. since he passed on that one, Lee, go for it. <laughs> well, you know, I, I've got the same problem is that I, I I enjoy this actor's performance. I think that her – she's obviously having a, a hell of a lot of fun playing the master. But we've talked about this before. I don't like – the re-envision master in the new series. I'm, I'm a, a, you know, a, a dogged fan of the original conception of the master, which was that he was brilliant and every bit, the doctor's equal and, um, cool and sane. Uh, he has crazy ideas, but he is himself not crazy. And what we've gotten in the, in the new series cuckoo, is that he's insane. Cuckoo, he's just cuckoo. cuckoo right. <laughs> and I, I don't, uh, just from a dramatic point of view, a, a villain being insane is not interesting. Mm. Um, it, you get to bore me on Sherlock very quickly too. So Stemo yeah. obviously thinks that, that insane villains are are, are, are are great. And I disagree strongly. They're a lot more interesting when they know exactly what they're doing. But if I had to uh, choose between a cuckoo John Sam and a cuckoo Michelle Gomez, there is 150% <laughs> Michelle Gomez. I mean, that's right. She, and I, I don't care if they would have called her the Ronnie. I don't care if they would have called her Romana. I don't care if they would have <laughs> called her the meddling monk or the master. She has been one of the highlights for me in the last two uh, series solely on the crazy Mary Poppins character that she's created. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I'll say it again. Love Michelle Gomez. Hate Missy. It just, yeah. <laughs> just because, just because she's nuts, you know, I mean, being a female, she can't really square up to the doctor, you know, uh, as Roger Delgado would have done. Uh, so right. she has to have this sort of whimsy and manipulative side. In fact, She's almost a blend of the master and the Rani, isn't she? Mm-hmm, right. in, in the way they're, they're portraying her. But <laughs> if you want to know how, I think Missy will turn up. Some story will take the doctor to Gallifrey because he now feels as though, you know, he's now a master of Gallifrey. And he'll arrive there to find that she's sitting on the uh, Game of Thrones. I mean, on the on the on the throne. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And that's how it'll I happen. She be a will. Bit surprised. She will have swiped Gallifrey away from him while he's been busy having fun with Bill. And you know what? You yeah. just posed a question to my uh, thought processing that I did not even put on the list, which is, do we, considering you just said Game of Thrones, do you f- foresee Lady Me popping up in this season at any point? Well, I've just seen a picture on Twitter of uh, uh, just, uh, Je- uh, Jenna Coleman and... Uh, the actress who plays that at a fashion show together, so they're obviously still having a whale of a time, uh, <laughs> as uh, uh, off in their TARDIS and going visiting <laughs> fashion shows. Yeah. Now that they're going to live forever, yeah, yeah. <laughs> got you. They're, you know, they stopped away the long way around. 
Yeah. Like, can, can you even bring her back without bringing back Clara? You know, I'd I, mean, for, I, guess I you completely. For, I, that's it. Right? Yeah, uh, you know, I had forgotten about that. So I guess you could have found her at some point prior to seeing, you know, when reality was crashing, uh, when she was the last person left. So I guess you could, but. A historical uh, story. She could turn up in a historical right. story. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk Bill for a moment. Um, this was actually um, half of a question that Angie from the Facebook, uh, excuse me, the Facebook group Metro Hoovians that we're a part of posed to us. If you go and look at the trailer that they have released, and Clarence, I'm, since you passed on the last one, I'm going to throw this one back to you. It gave you a sense of mystery that something might happen to Bill in the you know this series. So my question to you is will she remain in 2018 or will she die? Or will something else happen? Um you know honestly I don't I don't know if she'll die but I don't I don't think she'll get carried over. I think this is going to be one of those clean breaks. Um that's just my feeling and that and that might not be correct but I just feel like at the end of the season, it's like we're going to break everything off and just start over again, you know, with the new runner and everything. So I, I don't know. I don't know um, whether she'll die or not. I'm not sure, but I, I don't think she'll be coming on to the next series. All right, Lee, what do you think? I think that that um, uh, teaser hint that she'd be willing to die for the doctor is um, – is a very calculated piece of teaser bait that it, it is there just to, <laughs> to make, make me ask that serious. question, right? Exactly, and it actually signifies nothing. Uh, that's <laughs> that's my theory, but uh, I don't know. You know, uh, but you know, speaking of companions, I just thought of something a minute ago uh, uh, when uh, when Clarence said that we don't want this show to get so dark that it turns into the Batman v Superman of of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to reach back to the Doctor's companions. Um, Namely, Martha. Okay. Just remember that he's got a companion. Oh, good Martha. one. Good one. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, that, so if it turns into Batman v Superman, we already know how to resolve it. It took me he a minute. Needs to find a villain. <laughs> he needs to find a villain who also used to have a companion named Martha. Oh, they should totally play that up. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. That would be funny. And then Missy could be Wonder Woman. <laughs> oh, okay. It's funny to see that. <laughs> Tardis of boredom. Not, no, 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 no. <laughs> right. All right. So um, we already know that the Cybermen are returning. We know that Missy's returning. And I, and I know I skipped a question, but since I'm already doing it, we'll continue on. Um, I'm going to ask Dave this question. What other villains would you like to see make a reappearance for this uh, Series 10? Um, well, first of all, um, with the Cyberman story, I would love it. Uh, and I saw this um, actually on uh, Digital Spy uh, where they were asking about it. And uh, I'd love it if they could bring uh, David Banks back, by the way. Uh, he's still alive. He's still acting. He's 65 years old. I'd love it if David ba- Banks could come back as one of those Cybermen. Um, that's just throwing in. So that's not really a new villain. That's just a returning actor. Um, already mentioned the uh, meddling monk. Um, I don't know who they get to play their Peter, Peter Butterworth part, but uh, 
I taught I taught him. Oh, who did you say? David we know Suchet, that, yeah. We know that we know that he's on the series this yes, year. So, uh, yeah, well, have, and I, as the, uh, the caretaker or the house guest or something. That's right. We don't. Well, know the, that, yeah. the other part he could play is the celestial toy maker. Uh, also true. Yeah. Of course, since uh, the Cybermen are coming back, he he married the actress who played Polly. Of course, uh, uh, he he. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of uh, the celestial toy maker now. The uh, but the actor who played him. Uh, married uh, Paul, uh, the actress who played Polly, uh, Annika Will. Wills. Yeah, Annika Wills. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember the name of the celestial toy maker. I'll look it up when someone's talking in a minute. But um, <laughs> let me think. Those two. Anybody else I would like to see come back? Villain. Ooh, that's a difficult one. Difficult one. I don't know. I, maybe we, we could. No. I, I'll I'll let somebody else speak while I uh, rummage around in the. Oh, right. So, Clarence, who do you think? <laughs> uh, I'll um. say Michael Go though to save you the trouble. <laughs> ah, thank you, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, my my favorite villain is the Weeping Angels. Uh, I think that's already known to the group, <laughs> and you know, I I would love to see them come back for a few episodes. I'm always excited about seeing them on screen, and I'm wondering that makes me think about the. Uh, well, I don't know if this would be a spoiler for the people um, uh, watching class, but <laughs> um, would, would we see them or would we see anybody from class in this series? Mm-hmm. Do you think that's a possibility? I would, you know, I kind of hate for, um, you know, I don't. Has it been officially announced? Yeah, that, that? Yeah, that was what I, what I was about to ask. So, Dave, has it? I believe so. Uh, and uh, I, I was asking about this uh, uh, on, on Facebook, and I thought it seemed the timing seems terrible when yeah. it's not yet aired in BBC America. Uh, and uh, I think it was Darth or somebody who said that um, the chances are that um, the options for them to be uh, uh, no, it wasn't, it was um, Rickwall, I think. Um, uh, the options for them to be retained so they don't go off and do other work was probably coming to some sort of deadline whereby they mm. actually had to pay them whether it went ahead or not are mm. called in a day. So it, that basically, because it hasn't aired in America, that hasn't provided them with you know any feedback as to whether there's a viable chance for yeah. six years. And it's just fallen between the... I mean, it, I suppose it could be recommissioned, but the thing is, is that once that's happened, these actors will... You know, now know they're available and look for other work. So and rightfully so, that, you know. Yeah, and that's and I think that's the reason. But Clarence, I think I think uh, certainly whether they come, some of those actors come back in the same parts as they played in class. There were certainly some good actors in there, um, particularly the one mm-hmm. who played the, uh, the 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 lady who defended the uh, the prince. Yes. Yeah, I like her more than I like Missy, to be honest. But I won't dive into that. You see, <laughs> but, but, I, I, I want Catherine Kelly to become available so she can be the doctor. Oh, wow. Ah, interesting. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. But, but you know, the, the uh, I mean, I guess the fact that it's being aired in America now as it's going to be aired in America at the same time that, that Doctor Who is coming out. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, it's going so, to. Yes. Uh, air, you know, like immediately following Doctor Who. 
Yeah. So I was hoping maybe we would get some of those characters maybe just pop up in the episode of Doctor Who or or maybe the storyline that took off from the Weeping Angels making an appearance that maybe we'll see some of that intertwined in this series. But now that I see it's going to be aired simultaneously, the possibility is probably Neil. So, um, so I well, not wish Neil, because the Doctor made a guest. <laughs> the Doctor made a guest appearance, didn't he? I mean, it's absolutely yeah. linked. Yeah, and without yeah. giving too much away, yeah, Weeping Angels have definitely intersected with the class universe. So, yeah, why not? not? Well, right. I guess I'm probably thinking of it thinking of it too linearly uh, if i was thinking as far as the tardis and time yeah it's possible right. of course yeah. so i mean if we saw some melding of that storyline i think it would be great um but i, I do want to see the to make my, uh, a short answer long <laughs> i do want to <laughs> see the weeping angels though so what about you lee um i'm always fascinated by by the time lords and um i i'm always wishing that we could see uh I, I always loved in the classic series when we got to go to Gallifrey. Um, and, and I wish we could do more of that now. And now that we've sort of reestablished that Gallifrey is there and all that stuff, <laughs> you know, it now becomes uh, it now becomes more possible. And uh, I don't know. I, that's a very vague idea. But I just uh, I'm just if I if if a miracle happened and somebody was asking me to write a Doctor Who, I would I would want to set it on Gallifrey. Hmm, uh, interesting. So, yeah. Start the petition now. Exactly. <laughs> and you, Cal? <laughs> no, you know, I do know that we are getting back, uh, at, in, at least in one episode, the Ice Warriors uh, will be returning. So I do know that that that, that has been confirmed. Um, I hadn't heard. Now, yeah, there's – and if you look closely in that um, montage of faces that they show in that clip uh, – you can make out, um, uh, you know, an ice warrior. It's not very clear, obviously, you know, that was their intent, but, um, yeah, you can make it out. So I, I really don't have any particular, um, desire to see any particular, um, bad guy or, you know, our group of bad guys or villains or adversaries or what, you know, I, I know it's pretty much customary that we will see Daleks at some point. Um, I would not yeah. be surprised if we don't see Davros uh, at some point mm. either. Because yeah. remember, uh, go back to Missy. She was on Scarrow the last time we saw her. That's and, right. and have we ever um, – this This is a classic question. So, Lee, this is uh, you or Dave <laughs> uh, more than uh, Clarence for this question. Uh, has Davros and the Master – ever teamed i can't remember that they have but i don't know that they haven't can you guys remember i don't think so no yeah no but talking about somebody uh uh where where you have that collaboration i mean uh, we have had uh, where um like humans have have collaborated with cybermen you know and um uh where Lytton, was it Lytton or whatever it was that was mm-hmm. leading Cyberman, and we've had other ones. Uh, so it, it may be worthwhile if you have a story where, you know, um, Davros is being helped by some misguided human who feels as though, you know, America's gone to pot and it needs putting right, so uh, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll bring it in. Um yeah, it's difficult to predict yeah. that. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Good point. Good point. So, you know, we know that uh, Peter Capaldi is leaving. So let's let's go back and um, ask a question that Angie actually asked again in the Facebook group. Do we think that the announcement of Capaldi leaving, do we think that it will overshadow the series? And she goes on to say that she honestly uh, wishes that they would have waited to announce it. So, um, Lee, what do you think? Thank you, Angie. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, yeah. It, it's always good for us to have this information, but doggone it, it does take the, yeah. um, uh, I don't know, the, <laughs> I was going to say the fun out of it, but uh, I just remembered that it seemed to me, as much as I love David Tennant's doctor, that it took him forever to die because we knew, <laughs> because we knew it was coming. And, and this is, this is sort of a classic Who fan moment, is that when I was seeing Caves of Andro- Androzani for the first time, Caves of Androzani, it was, of course, 10 years after the fact. I was seeing it on the American reruns, but I had no idea what was about to happen. And my God, that, that was really thrilling yeah. because it was a complete surprise to me. And, um, yeah, I mean, the doctor's going to save Perry like he always does. There's only enough antidote for, for one. I'm going to give it to her. And I go, Wait a minute. <laughs> What's going to happen to him? You know, oh my God, he's going to die. <laughs> you know, and feels, feels different this time. And exactly, yeah. and on yeah. a complete side cool. note here, complete, complete, totally uh, complete side note. Our friend Ian was in a cave <laughs> earlier this week. So just <laughs> FYI, in New Zealand, yeah. in a cave. To look out oh. Spectroxemia. It, ha- yeah. it, it heartbroke uh, Ian, that, uh, especially when uh, when the uh, the change had become because uh, he says there was Colin acting his socks out and nobody yes. was looking at Colin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, the DVD of uh, Caves of Androzani has uh, uh, Peter Davison making that joke. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's looking at me. <laughs> yeah, you have to see how the shot is framed for that joke to be funny. But yeah. yeah, take our word for it. Nobody's looking at him. And it's not a moment too soon. Not a moment too soon. Well, one thing I I was thinking about, and this fits in with your question, Kyle, is that are we absolutely sure that this series ten is going to be shown? in one continuous block because we know now don't we that april the 15th uh, is the start date for series 10 not that far away as we record um but yet um if if indeed as <laughs> as is now presumed with your question that um, the the uh, the changeover will come at the end of the year in december i mean even yeah. i can work out that you know 12 stories don't fit yeah, we'll be, we'll, we'll be in June. Yes. So, uh, do do we think that we're going to have a split s- season in <sighs> season ten? Um, oh, it, and just, therefore, just knowing how production works, it seems likely to me that they have already shot everything of what we're about. We're, that we're in post now, and so that he he finished shooting this season before he announced that he's leaving. Well, so, no, 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 that that little picture of the uh the old, uh, the original sidemen they were actually supposed to be filming that week that that, that right that, oh okay uh, yeah but in any case we don't we we certainly haven't cast a new doctor so we can't have shot his regeneration story yet so that's got to be at christmas gotta be but but back to your question of whether or not they're going to split it up i would have speculated since we're you know speculating here i would have speculated that they would have already told us that as of you know viewers that you know hey well you're only going to see 
six episodes now and then six episodes in august you know we knew that that the um season six or series six was going to be you know split up months 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 ahead of time i i would think as viewers like i mean clarence and i've already talked about do we want to do a weekly you know review and we're already you know thinking in a mindset of oh that would be kind of cool to do a weekly review uh, you know, someday during the week after it airs, if we did that. So having yep. said that, I would think that the BBC proper would have said, hmm, you know, you're only going to get this many episodes, but to add uh, credence or, you know, a little bit of more meat to to this question, if you go to the um, Wikipedia page for Series 10, it shows a image or an image that says, Series uh, ten, part one. So, mm. I've all, sorry if I knocked this mic. Then uh, I've also read as well that the the DVDs are already scheduled to come out. You know, the first half of the series, and then the second DVD uh. release uh, later, and then presumably after that, a a further release of the whole series, at, maybe with a Christmas special. Uh, bundled in it because they keep changing their mind about whether the Christmas story should be part of the season. In some <laughs> ways, um, you could argue that um, the, Mr. Doctor, the return of Doctor Mysterio fits better at the start than any final Christmas one would at the end. Um, um, this, this complication came about way back, if you remember, when Russell T. Davis was in charge. Uh, uh, I don't know whether you guys remember the story, but um, you know he was doing 13 episodes, uh, and then he was pulled to one side and said, uh, and you're doing a Christmas special. Oh. So would you get more money for that? No. You've got to... You've got to <laughs> that's where the bottle episodes came from, uh, uh, the ones where we have, you know... Uh, a Doctor Light, light yeah. and a, a one. because basically he had to do 14 episodes with the money for 13 not only that, the Christmas specials were, were, were getting to 60 minutes, 62 minutes um, uh, 65 minutes uh, and so on and uh, the other thing is as well um, the first episode in the series it may well be uh I don't know whether we're um, announcing. I think the titles already, two or three of the titles have already been announced. But um, maybe the first episode is going to be a sixty-minute uh, episode as well. So there's there's lots we don't know, but there are they are like that teaser thing, like this announcement about it's going to be the old school uh, Cybermen. Um, they are leaking, you know, the drip feeding us a little bit. True, true. <laughs> right. All right, well, I, I skipped a question, and I want to go back, because, again, this is another one of Angie's questions. Uh, Nordle. Go, on, go Angie. Go, go Angie. Angie. Absolutely, yeah, Angie. You. Um, you, you, know, uh, you know, let me mention something else about Angie and her husband. Uh, they actually have in their home a full-fledged, full-size TARDIS. I mean that they wow. can they can take apart and take to conventions and and do all that. So um, you know, Angie, if you're listening, you have been formally right now in this episode been invited to come on and talk about why you decided I want a full fledged full size <laughs> TARDIS. So the open invitation is there for you. So FYI, if you're listening, 
Uh, but, mean, why? But who does? Why, yeah, who does well, it? Yeah. <laughs> why not? Why not? Yeah, exactly. Trying, well, maybe I just want to ask why. Yeah. So, uh, because I want one too. <laughs> exactly. So uh, her question was about Nordle, and the question was, do we think that he will grow or his companion role will grow and change as this series goes along, and will we lose him along the way? So, Clarence, what do you think? Um, I don't think he'll grow any. I think the Nordo you have is the Nordo you got. I mean, um, he, he can fly the TARDIS right now, so, I mean, what else do you expect from him? <laughs> True. Um, I, I think the Nordo we got is the Nordo we need, so what else do you want from him? All right, so, uh, Lee, do you think we'll lose him along the way, or um, or will he even be a full-time companion? I really, really don't know. I, I can imagine him... Um, Sort of, um, I'm trying to think of past companions who, who who have landed somewhere and they've decided they like it there just fine. Um, a, a lot of the uh, the female companions, uh, it was it was almost sure. like a running joke in the original series. They would suddenly fall in love with somebody they just met and uh, decide to stay with them. Um, so maybe he'll do that. Yeah, but who knows? He, he 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 serves a, a a sort of comic relief function that I hope we don't lose. Yeah, uh, and and if you changed him too much, then you'd you'd be interfering with that. And uh, so I, you know, I, I think I'm hoping the showrunners are smart enough to not do that. What do you say, Dave? Well, you remember Jamie was only going to come on for about three or four stories, mm. and uh, kept him around. Uh, but no, <laughs> um, I think I think actually he served his purpose already. I think that the, as I say, that little her name was River Song. That a beautiful uh, passage that he delivered so. Uh, well, um, I think that was the 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 reason for his retention, um, and I think I think they may not have made the decision straight away. I think they may have wanted to see how strong the actress playing Bill was, mm. and whether and this is no disservice to the lady because we've not seen her really in it. I've seen her play um, a lawyer in a, in a, in the bill or something like that. And she can certainly play serious as well as, you know, the, uh, the wide eyed, uh, slightly frenetic uh, young lady who seems to be, by the way, uh, playing her character younger than her age in the clips we've seen. I mean, the, not that her age is any great age. I think she's 29 or something. But she seems to be playing a more like a 19-year-old uh, uh, from what I've seen. But I, I think they may have sort of um, vacillated a little bit on the decision because if it, the, the stronger she has shown herself to be when they've done her first batch of stories... Uh, then the sooner he'll get the elbow, if you know what I mean. And I think it's down mm. to, I mean, we've got a director in the room. Why, why am I even commenting on this? I mean, uh, would you have kept him on board as a possible shore up to some person that you weren't quite sure could carry the story? Like, Oh, well, it, it depends on what, what they're sort of envisioning for these next few stories. I, I notice he's all over the trailers. And um, when, on the uh, most recent podshock, you know, we were talking about how many of us as fans of the classic series, we love that time when it was the fifth Doctor and Nyssa and Tegan and Adric. And, uh, you know, there's room in the TARDIS. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and I mean that metaphorically, there, there's room in these stories for there to be a, a, a three-person dynamic uh, among the, the leads. So, so yeah, I, I think he's just going to be, Nardle is going to be so different from Bill 
that, that is a be, good contrast. Yeah, exactly. And and that you know, let's try this. Let's have these the you know the doctor with two people who are uh, asking different questions or giving different advice or you know. The, so I, I but you know. So you saying yeah. you say basically they'll suck it and see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because. Um, but but you know you could also be right. Maybe he's there because we know he's solid and he's a transition to Bill. But yeah, we shall see. All right, so I'm going to make a, a prediction that I know will not come true. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> will not come true. <laughs> well, you know, uh, hey, Madam Cleo used to make predictions that didn't come true. <laughs> Otherwise, she would know that people weren't going to call her. But anyway, um, so having <laughs> so having said that. Um, and anyone who is a fan of Matt Lucas will will get this uh, quote unquote prediction. I predict Nordle will regenerate into Marjorie Dawes. <laughs> yes, or Bubbles Devere, and then right. that that would be interesting. Yeah, but no, but yeah, but no, but no. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about no. her, uh, Clarence. <laughs> I didn't. You know, I, I, I'll I'll tell you guys. Uh, 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 funny trick that I pulled on Clarence the other night. Um, I sent him a picture of Marjorie Dawes and I was like, do you, uh, do you recognize this person? Then I sent a picture of bubbles. Do you recognize this person? And he was like, no, you know, uh, so Clarence, what were you thinking whenever well, I sent that? She's just going those? to the sauna, my darlings. She's sauna. <laughs> so what were you thinking whenever I sent the two pictures? Who did you, th- did, did it look familiar at all? Not at all. I was like, "Do I know this person? Do I supposed to this is somebody I met before?" Or, you know, do I want to know this? Do I want to know this person? <laughs> so, Even and, better. And so the uh, third one that I sent was the body of Hydroflex, and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> see if you like, figure." Um, you get it out. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, my favorite of his many faces is the uh, the uh, the woman who runs the coffee shop at the airport and uh, flying high. So oh, yes. I can't remember the characters. I don't name, remember the name, but uh, yeah. I know who but, you're talking about. It's just what a scream. Yeah. Matt Lucas, my goodness. Which right there says as an actor, the versatility of creating and there's the uh the other not the yeah but no but yeah but uh I want that one. I want that one. Uh, yeah, the one in the wheelchair, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um so anyway, Matt Lucas, uh you know, I think uh for all the things that he's done, kudos to him. Um, so I think we have gone through all the questions except, uh, one that I'm going to kind of do as a wrap up question and combine (laughs) two questions into one. And Lee, I'll start with you. Mm. If you had to name one thing that you would like to see happen and one thing that you would like not to see happen in season 10, and then I'll let Dave take it and then Clarence, uh, what, what would that one thing you would like to see and not to see what would those things be wow what a great question i wish i'd known about it in advance and given it some intelligent thought i I do want to see um more serious storytelling and to really explore um these relationships uh with doctor with the new companions and and uh i always think that's one of the show's strengths is uh exploring what the you know what what those people are really like when you put them into hot water um, I do not want to see um, fairy tale stories this season. Please, thank you. Um, just um, that's I, I, I'm just not that audience member, and um, 
we, I, we had enough of them with the Dr. Eleven, and I'm already fed with them. So, yes, please, no. All right. That's Dave. my list. Um, well, just before I answer that, because I'm, <laughs> I'm that sort of a person, uh, I must say <laughs> that uh, looking at the writers for this, I mean, uh, uh, I, I'm looking forward to uh, the Sarah Donard, Donard uh episode because um, she's the one that wrote um, that. Uh, well, she's done Primeval and Merlin, um, but uh, what's the episode? She, oh, she did the uh, Face the Raven episode. So I'm, I'm glad. I think there's only got a couple of episodes written by women, um, and of course uh, Stephen Moffat's writing a lot. Uh, two things I don't want to see. Uh, I don't want it to be all Earth based. Yes. Um, and I've already mentioned I don't want it to be too fairy tale. What else? Um, I suppose I don't really want it to be predictable. Um, I hmm. mean, it, it, like you just actually said, Kyle, uh, uh, when you say you, you're rewatching uh, the last series and, uh, and finding it more enjoyable second time around, uh, I must admit I I, I do tend to watch Doctor Who now with a sort of cushion in my teeth uh, because, you know, don't mess it up, don't mess it up, don't mess it up. What they do now, well, don't mess it up. Uh, and I, I was a little bit like that with the, uh, you know, the Mysterio one uh, because, you know, what's he talking about here? We're going, you know, really what seemed to be a, a Christmas fluffy episode. I mean, actual fact, when you watch it the second and third time, it's very cleverly constructed. I mean, yeah. if you were doing... If anybody here sort of did one of these sort of, I don't know, had students in front of them and talked about a director's class in how to direct something, or yeah. how to, uh, you know, if anybody here had that sort <laughs> of needed to know something like that, they might even pick that Christmas episode because it is absolutely, to my novice mind, a very well-crafted episode, even though on the surface it seemed quite frivolous. So I, I, basically, I want to be surprised, and maybe that's uh, the 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 most important thing. But I do want it to not be all humans and not all based on Earth. I'd like, I still like. Um, I'm quite happy with time travel stories as well. I love them yeah. to do uh, a couple of historic ones and a couple of ones in the far future. All right, so Clarence, what do you say? Uh, my requests are quite simple. Uh, give me more episodes like Heaven Sent. Um, uh, episodes that make you think that um, has your brain in in a tizzy <laughs> the whole while mm-hmm. the episode is proceeding. I just want more of that. Uh, if we can get one or two episodes like that, I think I'll be pretty happy. And uh, and also, what I don't want, uh, no guitar, no Sonic uh, glasses, and I'll be happy. So uh, <laughs> let's start there. <laughs> Right. What about you, Kat? All right, so for me to answer that question, I would say, and I've I've not read any speculation or seen anything that would you know give credence to what I'm about to say, but I would still like to see Susan Foreman, and I know that Capaldi mm-hmm. was you know open, you know thought that that would be a good idea, and if she's still wanting to come back like she was in 2013, I think it would be a disservice to her and to Doctor Who fans not to, you know, allow that character and that actress, considering who, you know, where she is, who she is in the whole realm of Doctor Who, I think that would be a missed opportunity. So that would be what I would like to see happen. What would I not want to see happen? 
would be, I'm going to go with too many, you know, I'm kind of agreeing with all of what you guys, all three have said, you know, the, the, the glasses, I'm tired of the glasses, I didn't like the glasses, and, you know, the, 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 the too much fairy tale I just don't think that fits this doctor. So, um, you know, I would be perfectly fine not seeing either, either of those, so. Well, I think you might get your wish because I, I saw a picture just recently of uh, Annika Wills, Polly, uh, posing with, uh, I mean, different actress I'm talking about now, with Peter Capaldi on the set. She was obviously having a ah. tour. So um, uh, that, that, that's not a spoiler. That's not meaning that she's coming back to the part. But, but, but the affection is there. Uh, I mean, one of the things that is so marvellous about the long history of Doctor Who is that you have actors just can't believe that the look that they've got to play in their childhood. I mean, it's like revisiting your own childhood dreams. I mean, we had it with David Tennant and we've had it with others. Um, and Peter Capaldi, uh, for my mind, uh, has been a really good doctor um, simply because he, you know, his heart is in the right place as an actor. And I'm not yeah. saying, I'm not saying that, you know, you can't, pretend to love a character i'm sure actors do that all the time but um, you feel as though it's more than a job with peter here here good point all right so that pretty much wraps us for a very good conversation we're right at an hour and 30 minutes into it now so that's uh you know very good for speculation of a whole series hang on hang on hang on i'm signed up for three hours here uh, that. <laughs> that that's in the extended director's cut uh, uh, uh for the three hours um, okay so 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 With dave since, so, yeah exactly uh since you're our guest what else uh are you working on that people could who wants to hear that second 1.5 hours uh where could they find you <laughs> where else could they find you on the web and all those good places uh, oh, well, thanks for that. Uh, obviously, it's on the Colton Collective. Uh, we do it live on TalkShoe. We're currently on the monthly episodes and uh, doing things other than Doctor Who. Um, the, the last one that I would, uh, if you want to get an idea of some of the quality stuff that we do, is um, episode 316, where Colton reviewed Rogue One. Oh, uh, that was great. And uh, we had Darth Skeptical, who's got such... Uh, knowledge of the industry uh, leading that one. Uh, prior to that, we did a, a tribute episode of uh, Mary Tyler Moore and John Hurt. Um, and, of course, we're doing our commentaries on Better Call Saul series two. Uh, Ian's enjoying um, um, a, a nice holiday in New Zealand at the moment, so um, we, we do need to get back to those. But um, once uh, the 15th of April comes round we'll be back to full steam so you can find the Colton collective on itunes lots of different podcast directories tuned in player fm uh, google music plays podcasts uh, you name it we're on it uh, and uh, <laughs> if nothing else give uh, give one of our commentaries to listen and give that uh, episode 316 uh, Colton reviews rogue one listen and then if you don't like that then we're obviously not for you but uh, if you do, you may want to subscribe. And if you also want to find out more about uh, the Cultum Collective, you can also go back, uh, shameless plug here, and listen to episode, I believe it was episode 11, 
where we celebrated the Coltum's seventh anniversary. So, you know, go back and listen to that too. And Clarence, I think you were about to say something. Yeah, I was uh, just let me give a quick quick shout out to the Rogue One episode where um, one of your hosts brought up uh, the music of Rogue One, and you guys talked about it pre- briefly, but. But just listen to that directly to that cast that he was talking about. I think it was Rebel Force Radio, where they take a whole hour and a half and they're like sitting down with this this musician, this composer, and they go through the musical Rogue One. And they talk about the the underlying uh, music and that's throughout each of the songs or throughout each of the soundtracks. Excuse me, and and and. Just leading me there was 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 great because I really enjoyed that ep- your episode as well as the episode you referred to. So, yeah, I just encourage everybody to check out uh, check out your podcast because you guys really go deep in a lot of things. I, I really enjoyed the Rogue One discussion. I, and speaking of Rogue One, Clarence, uh, I think you have also uh, reviewed Rogue One on another p- podcast that you're on. So tell everyone about that. Yeah, that podcast is techpedition.com. Uh, and recently we did an episode talking about the uh, popular in America and also Japan as well, anime uh, Dragon Ball. So uh, if you're interested in Dragon Ball uh, Super, which is the version that's out now, I, I'll point you in the direction of that podcast to check it out. We had a lot of fun talking about it. And that. the ending of that was fantastic. Just after. <laughs> Thanks. Well, with all things being relative, uh, Lee, um, what else might you be working on? Relative. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Um, as we record like this, ice? yeah. <laughs> as we record this, uh, uh, Sophie and Chris are still uh, their uh, horns are locked across a billion miles of space on Relativity Episode Eight in which Chris and Sophia basically change places. Um, yeah, so um, we we made 10 episodes, so um, air along here, I'm going to be out of relativity shows. Um, my idea was that I was going to put that out there, and if enough people cared, we'd make more. But um, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Okay, so do, so do people care? In other words, yeah. I want to know. <laughs> right, so, so let us know at relativitypodcast.com. And while I'm talking, let me shout out to uh, Discussing Who fan, uh, Heather Downs, who has been uh, one of our uh, chief supporters. So God bless you, Heather. Cheers. And, um, and here, here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and keep listening. Um, I don't know. I, I want to keep going because I have no intention. Episode 10 does not wrap the story up. It doesn't oh, answer any. Don't tell me that. No, don't yeah. tell me that. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that if we <sighs> end it here. Okay, see, so you're sounding. See, 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 see. Here's. I'm going to make a speculation here. You're sounding like a uh, a, a writer and a uh, television producer who has gotten a little bit too big for his britches <laughs> and is trying to like. Well, we might do some more episodes, but we might not do some more episodes. So we just don't know if we're going to do some more episodes. So y'all better yep. listen. Uh, nah, um, there's going to be more episodes, right? The series has been renewed, right? Right, right. Yeah, all we need is a million dollars in cold cash. Ah, gotcha. And we'll be ready to go. Yeah, who knows? But, yeah, um, Kickstarter, Kickstarter. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. Right. yeah. yeah it's, it's called the Bank of Cultum. Yeah, don't don't, <laughs> don't, don't pull a class on this. Don't pull a class. Just you, We got to keep this thing going. Yeah, exactly. I, I, re- I really want to, yeah. Uh, it's not like it costs us a lot of money, you know. Exactly. It doesn't. 
<laughs> it really doesn't. It's it's just labor intensive. It, each of these episodes is a real little piece of embroidery from me. Well, you know and, what? Um, even if even if we get uh, one episode every two weeks or one episode, you know, just uh, you know, it's it, it's actually. And I've got to you know give kudos also to Elena Jordan for uh, the work she's done as Sophia. Yeah, yeah. It, it's Good it's it, it, it's enough to where. You, you're you're making us want to speculate of what might be going on, and and the f- the fact that we know you from being on these podcasts together, and can take that out of context of knowing you, and still see these characters and start to speculate. That's why I'm saying and making the joke of you got to keep going. <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyway. I uh, well, you know, in addition to and, and I know we've referred to this, you can also find myself and Lee and uh, Dave, along with Ian when he's available and Lewis Trapani on Doctor Who Podshock. So um, that's pretty much it, gentlemen, unless you guys have anything else. Well, yeah, I would say that uh, that Podshock may be feeding very well into our little bit of a discussion about the Ten Planet because uh, we might be talking about a follow-on story to that. That's ah, very true. Very yes. true indeed. Yeah, yeah, we just we just have to uh, get that schedule. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and we're almost certain to talk about Power of the Daleks. Yep, as well in the, I, in the near future. Your so. event. Yep. We are your servant. Yep. So. Um, yeah, and and when the series launches uh, in April, um, the, when this season uh, starts, uh, we know I, I feel sure that Lewis is going to want to do weekly uh, pod shocks again. So that's something for who fans to look forward to as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. He, he's lauding it at the moment because he's got um, uh, you know he th- he thinks he's in he's been in Star uh, Star Wars himself with his. Uh, is Han Solo foot at the moment, so we hope that gets better. Absolutely, absolutely. Everything happens to Lewis, I swear. Yeah. So yeah. So if you happen to be listening to this, Lewis, we're we're sending you get well, get well soons. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah here, here, here. See, I'm back to the absolutely. I've dropped your exactly's, Lee, and no, oh, well, reverted back to uh, it was the short lived. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Clarence, do you have anything else? Oh no, man. Just uh, direct everybody to the site discussing who.com uh we're at discussing who on all the social media uh so just check us out there and also uh leave us a review on itunes uh every little bit helps absolutely well in closing dave thank you again for coming on with us you're always welcome it's always a pleasure and let's speculate for doctor who and we will be back we will probably be back with another episode before uh you know the start of doctor who but if not we will be back soon and with that this wraps it and we are out of here you've been listening to the discussing who podcast discussing who is made by fans for fans no copyright infringement is intended Show us your fans of the show by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter. You can find us on the web at www.discussingwho.com. Want more Discussing Who? Find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Player FM, the Doctor Who Podshock Alliance, and more. 
Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com, or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you.